What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is such a great pleasure to have with us today, well, somebody that we know and love here in the Indianapolis media community. It's been an incredible year for everyone, but I don't think anyone has had it tougher than our friend Lindy Thaxton. You know, Lindy, you've had just one heck of a year. My goodness. Was it a little over a year ago? that you got your colorectal cancer diagnosis? Yeah, and you know what? Today's actually my first day back at work, so I'm sitting here at the station. I was only an hour and a half late <laughs> on my first day. Well, like, I mean, my schedule, I mean, to anchor the morning show, I get up at 2 a.m. because I have to be here at 3, so my schedule has been the complete opposite for a year. Yeah. You know, so I kind of I kind of struggled to get in, and it's going to be a slow start, but it was uh, May 6th of 2020, when I finally had my colonoscopy where they found stage three rectal cancer, I started having symptoms around January and I got a CT scan in March and they saw some signs of inflammation. So they actually thought I had colitis, but thankfully my family, family doctor just kept insisting, get a colonoscopy to make sure. And it actually got postponed three times because of COVID and I was just kept having symptoms and she found a colorectal cancer surgeon who would take me in. But I mean, we still didn't think it was cancer. We just found someone who would do the colonoscopy. And as soon as he saw it, he knew. For you, what was your reaction, you and your husband, Chris, when you found out? Well, first of all, if you don't get it done, you're not going to know and you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I caught mine at stage three. A colonoscopy is just a gold standard. I mean, you have to go and you can save save yourself, you know. Um, but because COVID was happening, my husband, Chris, could not come in with me, you know, in, into the doctor's office or whatnot for the colonoscopy. And so I'm having it done and I wake up like from anesthesia and I heard my surgeon say the word biopsy and uh, someone in there covered my ears and said, she's awake, basically stopped talking. So I knew something was up and then I'm in the recovery room and I keep asking the nurses, so is it colitis? What do I have? And they kept saying, you need to talk to the doctor. So I'm out of it from anesthesia, but I know something's going on. And then Chris comes to pick me up and the surgeon had called him. And I mean, he's shocked and can barely remember what, what he told him. And the nurse is wheeling me out. And I heard her say the word tumor to my husband. And I turned to her and I said, I have a tumor. And she said, yeah. And I said, do I have cancer? And she pretty much said, yes. It was like, we got in the vehicle to ride home. I mean, I, it's, I don't even have words for it. I mean, I was 39 at the time. I have no risk factors, no family history. I did the genetics testing. Nothing came back. My symptoms were basically I was really tired. Um, I had abdominal cramping, tailbone pressure, and then eventually blood in the stool. I didn't lose a bunch of weight like a lot of people do. Um, I mean, it was just, it's like a shock you can't put into words. And then when you're told, you don't even know what stage you are, what chances you have. And, you know, I'm looking at my four-year-old like, wow, how much time do I have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're speaking with Lindy Thaxton. It's such a scary moment in my wife and I have both had colonoscopies and we were very blessed. We got them when we were 50. We're both 53 now. And uh, we got the 10-year ticket, so we're very lucky. 
Uh, oh, good. I, I was actually raised in a Christian science family, so I didn't go to a doctor until I was about 22 when I got out on my own. After wow. I, yeah, after I graduated from Butler University. So my parents are now in their late 70s, and they have discovered that uh, medicine is a good thing that maybe God has something to do with as well, which uh, good. which is interesting. But my father is 78, and he will not get a colonoscopy. I pray for him every night that he does, and hopefully our conversation today will help in pushing him that way. It's a simple procedure, you know? Well, the worst part is the bowel prep the night before. I mean, the colonoscopy, you're under anesthesia. That yeah. part's not bad. And, you know, really the bowel prep's not that terrible either. I mean, I've done the drinks. I've done the pills. I mean, yeah, the drink is the worst thing you're ever going to taste. But, I mean, you could save your life. And I can't tell you how many. I mean, I heard from a local girl who's 28 who was embarrassed by her symptoms, saw one of my tweets, went in, and they found several polyps precancerous. And she's only 28. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to do it. You know, and we now have the government has recommended they've dropped the age from 50 to 45 for Uh people to get their first colonoscopy. You know, we've heard the stories with you, Lindy. You and your husband must feel blessed because you're really on the road back to health. Very much so. But the other thing you find out once you have cancer is it's a very overwhelming fear it's going to come back even when you think you've beat it. And that's something that, you know, I really have to work hard with, you know, just with therapy. And I mean, your whole life changes, you know, and I'm also at the point where I just did nothing but spend a year fighting cancer. And now I'm not in chemo anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. And it's like, wow, what just happened? You know, and I'm trying to transition back to working and life and it's just overwhelming. I'm just, I'm trying to just take it slow, you know, and I am thankful for a lot more little things because man, I couldn't do anything. Oh, I I could certainly imagine. What did you learn about your husband, Chris, in the last year? Well, I mean, he was the person who couldn't even look at blood because he's passed out. And now it's like he basically became an at-home nurse. (laughs) So that part of him definitely changed. And, you know, you say in sickness and in health, but you don't know what someone's going to be like till it happens. You don't expect you're going to get cancer, you know, six years after you get married. It affects the whole family. There's no question about that. Are your parents still alive? Were they a help with you at all? Yeah, well, my dad lives in New Hampshire, but my mom's local, and, and most my aunts and uncles and grandparents are here. My brother's in Park City, but, you know, as soon as I was diagnosed, he and his wife, Gemma, they drove their camper van 24 hours back three times and spent a week here parked in our driveway helping us. Um, you know, just nice. the support we had from friends who would mow our grass and, and do all those things that you can't do, you know, and just the notes from viewers nonstop and the social media messages that really kept me going. I just, you know, don't feel like I can repay anyone for what they did for me the past year, even people I don't know. Yeah, we are speaking with Lindy Thaxton. You know, I find it interesting that uh, your deep roots in the world of racing, here you are after a long year of struggle, and we're starting to come out of the pandemic. You are coming back to health, coming back to work. And then here is the month of May. People will be back at the track. Everything seems to be ramping up at the right time. It really does, and that's motivating to me. And the racing community, my, my husband was a crew chief for 13 years, and they've really rallied around us. And, you know, to be up front, I didn't have long-term disability because I didn't think I was going to get cancer in my 30s. And, you know, now, of course, I wish I was paying into it. But I 
haven't been paid since last November. And the Indy Family Foundation and the USAC Benevolent Fund have been helping us pay our bills. And to have that help and while you're trying to save your life and not have to worry about paying your mortgage, you know, there's no words for that. No, it's well, you find out who your friends are. And also mm-hmm. the the IndyCar community, it's just it's such a wonderful group of people. You know, I've known Jay Query for 35 years from when he was working at the cigar place in Broad Ripple. Oh we used to hang out together way back when, and now he's a big shot broadcaster. They all, yep. do, they all do such a great job. I really do think that the, uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network is the most talented group of sports broadcasters in the world. They're unbelievable. I mean, I grew up listening to them, as you know, probably a lot of us did. And just the way they can paint a picture, and it's just awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So we got the month of May coming. Uh, How many days a week are you going to be back on Fox 59? Well, Wednesday morning, I'm going to present a story that I put together. Just I've been saving videos and pictures the whole time that no one's seen. And everyone kind of knows the story, but now I'm going to show behind the scenes that you really didn't get to see. And I'm going to show that Wednesday morning at 640 and 840. And then Thursday and Friday morning, I'm going to anchor 6 to 7 a.m. I'm just going to start with an hour. That's what my oncologist said to do race morning i'm going to host the fox 59 show six to eight and then i'll get on pa out at the speedway the rest of the day and then i am gonna i am gonna take memorial day off because i you know it's gonna be tiring and then i'll pick back up on tuesday anchoring the six and then i'll slowly move it back to anchoring five to seven and then i have to go back and see my doctor and he'll give me approval to do my full three hours again but he said you know your stamina is not what you think it's gonna be you know the mental health part of it is so important and it sounds like you certainly have got the great outlook and the support Uh, did you know that i went to high school with brian wilkes him and i are the same age what yeah we graduated the same high school tf south the south side of chicago and uh i think he has a restraining order against me we're not allowed to be together (laughs) (laughs) you come visit when he's not here (laughs) i'll tell you what yeah he was back in the day we we've both mellowed i am a father of three i'm a father of three beautiful daughters but uh brian was a great football player just and you should ask him he was a doorman at an apartment building in Wrigleyville. And I do believe if I have this correct, because he he couldn't play college because of a knee injury, couldn't play football in college. He was a doorman, and I believe he used to play video games with Sammy Sosa up in his apartment. It was crazy. Wow, yeah, I need to ask. Yeah, he's an absolute goofball. So, uh, yeah, let me ask you about a couple of these folks. Scott Jones, what's his deal? That guy's way too happy. (laughs) I don't know what he's on. I seriously don't. I'm t- I always say, can I have some? I'm telling um, you, is it like a tank of nitrous they keep in the is, studio? What do they do with yeah. them? What you see on air is what you get. I mean, all the just, you know, dad jokes and all that stuff. That's yeah. pretty constant. Oh, and, you know, yeah. and, and we love Ray Cortapassi, who now is up there on WGN. Oh, you know, he's a Chicagoan. Yeah, you know, what a great guy, but so happy for his family. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, who can really doubt it? It's like, that was such a good move for him, but man, I miss him so much. Yeah. Well, that's such a great crew you got over there with Angela and Jim O'Brien. Can he come over and finish my basement? Can I call him and can he? (laughs) Well, he's been working on his Bronco for like 27 years, so I'm not sure. (laughs) Um... (laughs) 
You know, his his wife must be a very patient person. That's all. That's yes, all I know. Is. You know what's funny is I I came in this morning and saw tons of people, and for some reason I cried when I saw Jim. I don't even know why. He's the only person I cried when I saw. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. <laughs> I know that. Well, that's a weird reaction. I bet his wife cries every time he walks oh, in the God. room too. Yeah. So. <laughs> But he's he's a great guy. Well, the podcast is Life with Lindy. You can find that on the Fox 59 website. You get a connection to that through there. And, uh, Lindy, we're going to keep our eye on you. And, of course, you know you got the prayers of central Indiana and the racing community around the world. So there's going to be a lot of good healing going on. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on TV and again. I'm so thankful for that and for you having me on and for anyone, you know, going through it or with questions, seriously, feel free to reach out to me. I know what it means to be able to talk to somebody about it. Yeah, absolutely. And especially men, you know, I like to say to men because sometimes we're stupidly prideful and we don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. You can't talk mm-hmm. about it with your pals and just go do it so you could be alive and hang out with your friends and family. Yeah, and it's all you got to do. Yeah. All right, well, Lindy, you're uh, you're a little bright light out there. Keep it going, and uh, we'll be praying for you. Thank you so much. And enjoy your race weekend. This is going to be a special one for you. Yes, it will. It feels like coming home. Do you ever make race picks, get in a pool or something? Uh, Sometimes. You know, gosh, when I was growing up, you know, you'd just cut out the grid in the newspaper and draw out of a hat. Yeah. Yeah, those were good days. But if I had, I mean... Gosh, there's like 10 or 15 people I would say would possibly do it. I'm going to go with Dixon just because my son just picked out his first racing driver jersey and he picked Dixon. And so I'll just go with that. You got to do it. Yeah, just a a wonderful guy, him and his family. He's a champion. I mean, come on. He's a legend. Oh, come on. He's such a great driver. But IndyCar coming back around because it's great to see all the competition. This is this is where it needs to be. And we hope that NBC, you know, uh, nothing against Fox, but we hope that NBC stays on board and keeps pumping it for him. Oh, I totally agree. All right. Well, you have a great weekend, Lindy. And uh, thank you so much for the time. Thanks.